0: So if you could be
1: here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiancé Okay. Uh, I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing uh, Season 9, Episode 3 of 90 Day Fiancé. Uh, in this episode, Kobe is conflicted about daddy time or mommy and daddy time. Jabri shows Miona the whole city in one drive. Lal finally ends his dumb prank, Muhammad gets everything he expected, except a bidet, and Ari and Binim are back for the... and on their way to the U.S. Well, as always, we'll end with our Students of the Week, Class Dunces, and Life Lessons. If you like what you hear, please give us a 5-star rating and subscribe. And if you're also watching Love After Lockup, we're covering that on our other podcast, Love After Lockup Okay. Alright, thanks for listening, stay safe, and enjoy!
0: Mr. O. Hello,
1: Miss H. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. I had off work today for Eid. Um, so, you know, any day off is a, is, a nice, is a nice day to actually take care of some stuff that I have to, you know, actually take care of as an adult. So don't usually <laughs> get that opportunity too much these days.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm already feeling overwhelmed with, uh, you know, having to adult.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, then I go back back to work tomorrow and it's all like, oh, man, I have to work and do other adult things. So, yeah, you know, you can blend in with some of these people.
0: Right. There are some people adulting, but not as many as you would hope.
1: Right. Well, let's 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 go ahead. And, well, I'll start with the one person who was clearly adulting and that's Eve and Muhammad. Yeah. So today is the day that Muhammad is coming. So Eve is getting everything ready for him, which involves lots of roses and rose petals. She's very excited but reminds us of her friend's concerns that, you know, Muhammad isn't in this for the right reason. Um, And also, why is he young? It's like, well, <laughs> because he was born in a later year. That's how – anyway. So she waits in the airport as – they I guess they try to build anticipation on whether he's going to show or not. But of course he does. And it's all hugs and kisses. And this is the first time we get to hear from him in interviews. He's a little weirded out by all this airport PDA because that's not culturally appropriate in Egypt. But he's all smiles and says this is all like a dream. It's his first trip outside of Egypt and he says it was very hard because he knows he won't be able to go back for a while. Harder, in fact, than he anticipated it would be. So Eve knows how big of a sacrifice he's making and worries that, you know, this thing might not work out if he's not as into it and, you know, or he misses his family too much. So he mentions how he's going against his conception of Islam by living with Eve, but he says he considers her his wife since they got engaged. So, they go into the house and he is extremely impressed. It has plant life. It's twice as big as his place in Alexandria. And Eve has set up, you know, a desk area for him that has pictures of him and her and him and his, him and his mom. It's all very sweet. So, she shows in the bedroom where she has the heart of rose petals set up with the box and his wedding ring, which is – looks like a crown – that goes on his finger and it like... Very w- w- interesting choice. Yeah, we might talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so things are pretty normal. And so Muhammad tells us his picture of a perfect woman. Someone that loves you like his, like your mother. Oh, God. Which I was like, well, maybe, you know, he meant somebody not he exactly loves. exactly like, like, like your
0: mom. Let's hope not, Muhammad. Yeah,
1: let's hope not. But then he says, you know, a woman that prepares everything for you and takes care of you and is older and more mature. So anyway... um. However, there is one thing that she didn't get to take care of before he got there, and that's installing a bidet on the toilet. So he's pretty disappointed because he considers using the bidet part of his religious requirement for prayer. So he doesn't know why she didn't get this done before he got there, and neither of them actually know how to put together. But since it's their first night, and he's not going to let it bother him too much. Uh, he's still afraid this is just like the first of many of the cultural differences that's going to uh, get up here that he's not prepared for. All right, so – New character. What did you think of Muhammad?
0: I actually thought he came off incredibly sweet. And I think part of that is um, I feel like we've seen previews and it just seems odd like a mismatch because he just seems so kind of soft spoken. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought his English was very good. Um, And I also thought it was really interesting speaking of like, uh, you know, the language thing. Um, she talks very fast. Very fast. And I don't know if he's really going to pick up everything. I don't know if he just talks slow because he talks slow. I mean, he doesn't talk like slower than anyone here, right? But he definitely talks slower than what she talks. Yes. So is it that the speed that he's processing another language or is, that, is he just a slow talker, you know? Yeah,
1: I think his English was deceptively... Good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think his English is as good as it sounds. It is. I think his pronunciation sure. is is really good.
0: His pronunciation is good, and his vocabulary is good, and how he puts together his sentences is grammatically better than.
1: That is true. That is true. But but they were. But I think they even highlighted a couple of times where he just was lost with what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Like the yes. the the one they focused on was she was like the ring fit on, and she was like, and we fit together too. And he was like, yes, it's the right size, and she's like, no, 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 no. We fit together. And he's right. like, uh-huh. sure, sure. right. And the other one I caught was she said something was surreal. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's probably not a word you should use. Which, granted, if you're going to err on that, I'd rather you err that way than err the Memphis way of being like, you, me, real, good, yes, uh-huh. God, like, yeah, I know, right? you know, and saying that. Because she said surreal and he's like, it's real. Like, it's like, that's not. Yeah. That kind of makes sense, I guess. I don't think he just knew what she said. I right. You got the real part.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of important too. Like uh, they talk about, you know, uh, talking to children, right? They mm-hmm. say you shouldn't talk to children like in baby talk because of the fact that it's not building their vocabulary,
1: right. right?
0: And so if you don't talk to them like at the level that, you know, you want them to be eventually, like they're never going to get there because you're dumbing things down for them. So I do appreciate that she's not talking to him like, you know, he's – Got, you know, the vocabulary of a preschooler.
1: Right, right. Which we've seen, and I said Memphis, but we've seen Mm -hmm. other examples of it. Like Rebecca um, used to do that in Z-Ed. She she would kind of talk talk that like, no, uh uh-uh, me go now. Like, that's, no, don't do that.
0: Right, because then you're just going to encourage him to talk like that because, you know, it is true. You kind of mimic... Uh, you know the vocabulary or the structure of other people that you're around, and so now you got him talking like that, and it's just like, all right,
1: right. right. And I, I, I do think it was like I think they are playing with us a little bit because I, I think he did come across as very sweet and the soft spoken. I wasn't expecting him to, his voice to yeah. quite be that that soft, right? Um, but it was the part until they got to the part where he was like, my, I want a mother. And I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, because ooh. I don't know if it's just, man, is his, is his English just not good enough to kind of capture the subtlety of the way he's saying that and how it's coming across? Or is he really like, no, I just want to sit around on my ass and have somebody take care of me. That's what I want out of a relationship.
0: I wonder if it's like culturally also different because we always think of it as being like weirdly Oedipus sexual. Oh,
1: yes. Yes, it is. It is very American and very Western to be like when you're like, I'd like to be in a relationship with someone like my mother to us automatically go like, wait, you want to have sex with your mother? I'm confused. Right, right? That sounds gross. But even if it's even if you take that away, I am definitely of the opinion that you should not want to be in a relationship so that somebody else can completely take care of you. Like that's yeah. not really a that's not really a relationship I'm looking for. And I right. I really I really don't want my daughters to end up in. Right?
0: Yeah, and I think also if you add on to the fact that, you know, we've kind of seen some previews where it seems like he may be a bit controlling too. So mm-hmm. you want someone to completely take care of you, but also you want to have complete control over them.
1: Right. It doesn't right. seem healthy. Right. And like the bidet thing was a little um thing too. Now <sighs> bidets are not that hard to install like and they're not that expensive
0: well it depends because okay so for example like at my place if uh i wanted to install a bidet the water part is fine but if i wanted um the electricity part i'd have to get someone to install electricity
1: let's put that back where if you want a heated bidet it can be tricky (laughs)
0: but
1: i feel like you take what you get if you're like him and you're like you know what i'm saying like if if it's like well, I couldn't get the electric one, so I just, it's just a cold water one, right? Then he's got to live with that. Like she tried, she made an attempt, but it, it's a little bit of plumbing. But it's it you just it's like hand screws and things. It's not complicated. But I get why she is not comfortable doing it, and mm-hmm. I also am like, yeah. When she's like, ah, this is the one thing I couldn't do, and for him to be like, eh, feel like you should have done that one first, is is a little like you know, like you got 90% of the way there. Ooh, 90%. That's a D, right? That's a D 90%. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, but what I thought was nice of him too, is that he was like, well, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it a big deal because this is our first night.
1: Right. He, he did say that, but, but I don't know. It's, it's, I, I think they really wanted us to make it ambiguous. Like where is he going to continue not making things a big deal? Or is he just going to be like, okay, well now, but it's next night. Um, why is my banana installed now? What's going on? Where's my other things? So, that's kind of remains to be seen uh, yeah. where it's going to go. But I don't know. It, it for for a first meeting, I, I guess compared to the other first meetings that we've seen so far this season, oh God, it boy, has I'll been I'll the Shida. sweetest one, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. All right. uh, Let's talk about uh, Binyam and Ari, who are new to the season, but not to the show. We've seen them a couple seasons. Uh, So back in Ethiopia, Binyam has just got his passport and they're leaving for the U.S. in a few days. Binyam is nervous to tell his family that he will be leaving. Uh, Ari, his uh, partner, is excited to have Binyam learn more about her Italian-Jewish roots back in New Jersey. They recapped their whole story, which is basically Ari was traveling, got knocked up, ended up having a baby in Ethiopia. Then they got engaged. Ari says this last year has been the hardest, mostly because of long distance when Ari took their son Avi to the U.S. to get a hernia surgery. Surgery. And Biniam basically ran amok because he was trying to keep himself busy, trying not to think of Ari and Avi because he had a similar situation where he had an American wife and son and they left him. Ari then gives him an ultimatum to meet them, uh, to meet each other like in Kenya and live there for a while. Ari ended up back in Ethiopia for a few months. Ari then asks Biniam if he really is ready to get married to her. Uh, She's worried that he will lose the feelings of love. Binyam agrees that they have argued, but he feels like they have also both grown. Ari is worried about this party that Binyam's going to have, and Binyam comes back that their uh, relationship uh, wouldn't survive. Currently, they're living in a hotel, and Ari calls her mom to check in. They're going to be living in an apartment in the same complex as Ari's parents when they're in the U.S., Ari's mom says she will try to stay out of things and just provide constructive criticism. Binyam's at the studio getting ready to tell his friends that he's going to be leaving in a couple days. They're asking if he's going just for Ari and Binyam says he will do everything to fight for this relationship and to be with his son. Binyam hasn't told his family because he doesn't want them to try and convince him to stay. He's planning on telling them at the Dancy Dancy premiere, which Dancy Dancy is a song of his and he made a music video. At the premiere, it looks like a wedding reception and Ari shows off her wedding dancing skills. Benny's sister Mimi and Wish show up and things just definitely they try to highlight that they're awkward. Mimi already looks like she's fighting back anger or tears and he hasn't even told them anything yet. Everybody starts to get into the music when they play the music video and we finally see Wish smile when Ari and Benny kiss. Benny finally sits down with everyone and tells them that he is leaving for the U.S. tomorrow. Wish asks why they are only hearing about this now, and Binyam blames his uncertainty of his relationship with Ari as the reason why he never told them. Mimi blames Ari, saying that she's forcing him to leave. They, The sisters blame Ari for not telling them to. Wish says if Ari sees herself as family, she should have told them, and Ari says that they don't see her as a sister, and Mimi says that she's always worrying about her. Ari says that they're not nice to her and she's happy that she doesn't have to see them anymore. And she's marrying Binyam and not them. Wish then throws a full glass of red wine right in Ari's face and walks off. Ari is in shock and says she's done fighting. The sisters say that there's no way they will make it to the 90 days and get married. All right, so I was kind of confused how it escalated so quickly Like, do you think Wish was justified in throwing wine at Ari?
1: No, because she wasn't (laughs) mad at anything Ari did. Like, that was what was crazy to me. It was like she was mad. Well, you didn't tell us. And she was like, actually, I've been telling him to tell you. And she's like, it's exactly what I was saying. It's your fault. It's like, what what are you talking about? Like, this is all on Binium. Like, everything was on Binium. And like, as soon as he told them, they both started immediately yelling at Ari. It's like, what, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. Like, why
0: didn't you tell us?
1: Yeah. You should have told us. It's like, what? But, if, but if if she would have told them, then they would have been like, how dare you betray like your, his trust? Like he didn't, If he should have been the one telling us. Why are you coming around his, behind his back and telling us things? He doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it doesn't, it, it makes no sense to be like, well, we had something we wanted to tell you. Obviously it was his place to say it. I got to go behind your partner's back and tell somebody something because you feel like they can say it. That doesn't make any sense. None of it yeah. made any sense. They just – and she's not wrong. They just really, really hate her. And yeah, it's crazy to me because they seem to hate her because they're always terrified that she's going to take the baby away. Right. Right. That She's going to take Avi away. But the way they treat her all the time just pushes her further and further and further into taking Avi away. Oh, like, sure. And it's like you're not helping your situation. It's just, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because they're like – they're mad of that she's going to do this thing. So they treat her like shit. So then she does the thing and they're like, see, we were right all along. That was, that was always going to happen.
0: Yeah. It's just uh, – the other thing that I thought was weird is Vinny doesn't seem to really defend her at all. Yeah. If anything, if I was the sisters, I don't think I'd have as extreme of a view as it. But it did seem weird to me that Binion's excuse for not telling them earlier was, "Well, I wasn't sure I was if I was gonna go because the relationship just seemed unstable, and I wasn't sure if I was gonna if we were gonna be good enough for me to go to the U.S." It's like that seems like a weird time to be telling them this.
1: No matter when that happened, literally the day before you leave. Yeah, like. I know, right? You didn't know two days ago that you were going to go because I'm pretty sure you did. Like last week, like don't you could give me the relationship thing. But at some point you had made this decision and then didn't tell us about it first for a period. You did not make this decision when you walked in here today. Right. And so that's the thing. I thought it was hilarious, though, that she was like. She got the wine through in her face and then she was like, "Ow, it really stings. The alcohol stings. Oh, and then she says something like I've never had something with alcohol thrown in my face. <laughs> like as the implication of I've had many things thrown in my face,
0: but never well, have I had water, alcohol before. I think, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that that sucks. Plus, it's red wine. too. Well, like, whatever stings. she was wearing is
1: ruined. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's it, it. It's terrible. I just I don't know. Can we talk about, though, to change tax? What in the hell was Beniam wearing? What was that oh, vest? Oh, I don't
0: know. It wasn't really a vest. It was like some kind of scooped. I don't know.
1: Okay. I'm calling it a vest, but it looked like a corset. Like,
0: like it looked like the uh, kind yeah, of things lower, Well,
1: corsets it looked like what, what the, what the, you know, big boob girls wear at Like the Renaissance fair to like push their boobs up and like have like the wench outfit. Like that's what it looked yeah. like to me.
0: Just Yeah.
1: It was very weird. very I didn't tight think it was very No, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. No. That's what I'm saying. It made him look like, made him kind of look like he had boobs. Like, why are you, <laughs> what, what's going on? I'm maybe so that's the look
0: he's going for.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I don't think that's what he was going for, but it could be. No, but yeah, All but right. who
0: knows? Accidentally, maybe.
1: Let's go to Bilal and Shida. All right. So Goodness. we make, we wake up in the morning in the prank house and Shida has had some time to think about how things went last night. Bilal is disappointed with Shida's behavior, but things got better when she apologizes for her overreacting. She thinks – she explains that a big part of why she was so upset is because, you know, she can't work for a long time. And if this is how he takes care of his house, then how is he going to be able to afford to take care of her? So Bilal says he gets it even though she could have been more tactful with the way she said things. So after Bilal leaves for the house for some business, Shida calls – to. And it tells us that she apologized for peace because they, you know, still have a lot of work cut out here. So then she video chats her mom, Sandra, to show her the house. And then this is the best part. She walks around the house showing her mom, like, the things that are broken. And all you can hear is the mom on the other side of the phone just cackling and laughing. <laughs> just laughing so hard. It's pretty freaking funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So she says things like, "Oh, well, this is the America you came from. And like, did he rent those suits that he came with? <laughs> but she also tells Shida that the material things aren't the most important thing. But she still shouldn't rush the brush and make Bilal prove that he's actually not a lazy, um, you know, I don't know, loafer or whatever. And is going to be able to take care of her. So she says you should take the whole 90 days. And if he isn't pulling his weight, then get your backside back home. So, when he comes back to back from work, he finds Shida cleaning up the place. Bilal grades Shida as like a D minus or an F from last night, but her apology kind of made up for it. But anyway, it's time for this prank to be ending. He's telling her that, he, that they're going to meet his mom for dinner, which she's incredibly stressed about because what if your mom doesn't like me? So, you know, just to add more things to what's going on. But instead, they're going to the real house. So, they get in the van and she definitely notices how the houses start to look a like nicer. Like, you know, the kind that she imagined Bilal lived in. So they pull up, walk in, and Bilal welcomes her to her new home. And she damn near cries in relief. She just <laughs> loves – she calls it a oasis of sophistication and says that the whole place just suits him much better. But after the relief, she tells us in an interview that this cruel practical joke really did send the signal that he doesn't trust her.
0: Uh, Yeah. <laughs>
1: But she is brought to tears when he shows her the yoga room that he made for her, complete with a framed copy of an article that she had in the newspaper. So, And she's like, why did he take me to Crap House first? Like, this is the first thing he should have showed me. So oh Bilal says that the prank backfired, but isn't sure and isn't sure that she got the message that he intended to send. But, you know, now he wants to do that same thing. This is like his motto of just be grateful for what you have. All right. So do you think that it would have been better off to start her off with the yoga room?
0: <laughs> the yoga room? You the mean like room. from America or are yeah, you no, talking about the tour when of the you house? you came
1: yeah, – I'm saying no, no. It, it, from, from America. Like to yes. bring her in. Here's your her yoga room.
0: Yes. Congratulations. Like, what the heck is he trying – the prank house was a dumb idea. I am still confused and I think he is too what he was really trying to get out of that.
1: Yes, I agree. Because like we said before, it didn't – it didn't match – It wasn't because it was a bad house. It was because it didn't match what he was putting out there. Okay.
0: For me, I'm like, uh, this is how I saw her side of it was like, this house is falling apart. Like, it's not about the size. It's not about the neighborhood. It's about, can we please just get this ceiling fixed?
1: Yes. I mean, I think it was two. It was two things. One, you're not taking care of things. And two, you came to, you know, you came to. Trinidad with Louis Vuitton luggage and and yeah, you know, shit. and whatever you know and expensive suits and then you come back and it's like but you don't have a lifestyle that matches what you were what you were putting right. out there right yeah. and so that's not just I'm not, she's not saying I could never be with a poor person she's just saying why did you lie to me about yeah. who you were yeah like and he was lying to him or to her about who she who he was so it was all very confusing but um I mean, at least her mom, I think her mom had the right ideas, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't get the impression that she's a gold digger. No. But at the same time, there is a level of like, well, I kind of thought we wouldn't be struggling. I kind of thought we would have nice things.
1: Mhm. Yeah. You know? it, it, it's it's yeah. It it, it it's just a, it's a subtle little difference of be of that of like yeah, but you you, I expected you to be one person and you're a different person. And and yeah. how you keep your house is kind of – is partly indicative of who you are, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And it was just – it's just that. But it's like – I don't know. But I, I – and it is with her too. Like and how does he not – I don't understand why he doesn't see – well, I do understand it because he's completely self-centered. Why he doesn't see how that's going to make – he's grading her. Yeah. Right? How does he think like, well, if I was coming to America and somebody took me to a fake house.
0: Right. I give you an F minus minus.
1: Right. Yeah. Like, how would I feel about them? Who Who? their immediate first entire first day reactions is I don't trust you. I'm going to put you to the test. Like, what? What are you talking about? That's even worse. Than, that's worse than anything she said.
0: Yeah, definitely. He is the worst. Mm hmm. Uh, Okay, Uh, let's move on to Emily and Kobe. So, Emily and Kobe are leaving the airport, and Emily is excited. You know, sexually excited. Emily still hasn't told uh, Kobe the plan, which is a night of sexing. Kobe is excited to play with Coben, their son. He wants to see how really wild he is. Emily shows him some lingerie that she was keeping in her purse, just to be suggestive, and Kobe is excited, even though... They both keep saying how both of them have changed physically. After showing them the lingerie, she suggests that they have a date night and stay in a hotel. Kobe says he wants to meet Coben so badly, and he thinks that she's being selfish. Emily tells him it's the only opportunity for them to be together, and Emily thinks that their relationship needs to be a priority. After thinking about the lingerie more, Kobe seems to warm up to this idea of mommy-daddy time. They go out to eat, and Emily is continuing to defend her decision about reconnecting, especially since she considers herself a born again virgin. Emily mm. asks Kobe what he thinks of Celina, and Kobe points out the lack of black people. He feels uncomfortable because he doesn't like to feel judged. Emily points out that there's another black man in the restaurant. She saw him oh, over there. Kobe just wants to focus on Emily. Emily then asks him about money because Kobe had invested money in a cafe that didn't end up being too profitable, and she wanted to know if he got his investment back. Uh, Kobe did get his investment back, and he re- but he refuses to tell Emily how much money he actually brought to the U.S., which frustrates Emily because she wants him to pay for stuff, including a real ring. Because the mm-hmm. ring he bought her, his, their engagement ring, was from a street vendor in China. And she doesn't think that that should really count. Emily insists that tonight is her night. And so, since it's her night, she's going to demand a nice ring. Emily is very nervous about sex with Kobe. And he wonders if things are going to be different. Emily thinks that things are definitely going to be different. Because she pushed a baby out. Which then just causes him to laugh. Alright, so... I uh, gosh... Yeah, how much money do you really think Kobe's bringing to this? And is money going to be their main storyline? You think?
1: I hope not. I think he probably has a couple thousand. Like, I don't think it's a ton. Mm -hmm. Um, Like he said, he put 2000 into the cafe. And so I don't, he probably has a little bit more than that. Um, But I don't think it's going to be a huge driver of the story. If it is, if he's hiding it, I don't know. But I feel like that, that kind of discussion they had already where it was like well i wanted to have some mommy daddy time which means talking about the bills like where's my ring ring. how much money do you have did you make your money and that that all of a sudden is like oh is that how it's gonna be like you're not gonna trust me about anything i do you're just gonna demand that i keep all my finances to you and you know like and I, i don't think it's gonna be so much the actual money so much as it's the Uh, I feel like I'm I feel like I have another kid that I have to make sure he doesn't waste his money on stuff. We're going to make sure we get that down and like kind of her taking that taking it in charge and spends the money on what I want him to spend it on. Right. Well,
0: I do find it kind of odd that, you know, they're going to be married. They're living together that they aren't more upfront and open about their finances. And I get that every couple is different because, I mean, don't they say like money is the biggest thing that most couples really fight over and eventually break up over?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's, yeah, it's that and, and how to raise kids.
0: Yeah, so I think it's just like one of those things where, you know, whatever works for each individual couple, but at the same time, I think, you know, if one person is wanting to be more, open and upfront and transparent about the money and the other person isn't, that's going to cause problems.
1: Yeah. And I think I I think eventually that has to happen. Right. Because I also think right now, Kobe is kind of like, uh, I don't want to tell you how much money I have because that's my money that I have in case of emergency when this does if this doesn't work out. Like and so I don't want to like, oh, here's all my money. Like and then she doesn't have any money. Right. If she spends all his money, I think he's a little bit nervous about that right now. And also that that's what's concerning to me is that this was supposed to be, you know, their together, sexy night. And it's just like instead of that, she's like, but before we do that, let's fight about money. Let's go. (laughs) Like, I feel like that could have waited till tomorrow. But I was also confused about what else could have waited till tomorrow because they're in Salina. I thought they were staying in Kansas City to stay at the hotel. I thought
0: so, too.
1: So if you're yeah. in Salina, why not just stop and see Kobe, Cobin, like until bedtime, and then go uh-huh. out to the hotel? I don't understand. Yeah,
0: I feel like it's because she didn't want to tell her parents that she was back in the area because they'd be like, "What the hell? We're not watching him."
1: I guess you take so. your kid. Like I also am confused about why she thinks, and maybe this is because I have a little bit more experience with it, a lot more experience with it. Why she thinks once. He moves in, they'll like never have a chance to have sex again. Like, it won't happen. Like, no, never. Everybody's just, he's going to be cock blocked from all angles. So I was like, uh, you definitely will not. Like, I guarantee you, your parents will take the kid to the playground at some point and you'll be like, hey, ready to go? Like,
0: <laughs> like, Yeah, I I don't know. It seems like, I don't know. You're trying to say you don't have even like half an hour to yourself.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yes. a Half an hour. Like that's that. Yeah. And if if you're really pressed for time, like 15 minutes, I feel like you can get it. I feel like if you really want to get it done, you can get it done. Like, I don't know what she's imagining. You're getting nothing unless she's kind of just going by what she had before which was she obviously has been, you know, she called herself a born again virgin. So she's haven't had much opportunity for anything in the past two years. But that's not from lack of time or lack of space. It's because her, you know, partner was thousands of miles away. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'll probably be better than what she thinks it is. But I don't know. I I actually kind of appreciate that she's preparing for the worst, though, because I think it's better than, you know, these naive parents, new parents, usually, who are just like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, I'll get sleep. Like, how could you not get sleep? You know, and thinking like, it can't be that hard.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. But thankfully for him, they're past that sleep part. But yeah, you usually got to get into a routine where people are over here and, they, you know, Make sure doors are locked and things like that. It'll be fine. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't know. It just there's a lot of there's a lot of questions I had about that the setup because I don't know. It just feels like I don't know, and I I, I don't know how awkward it is for parents. But like, they have a kid together, so it's mm-hmm. not like it's a big secret. Like, ooh, are you guys mm-hmm. having sex? Well, yeah, they have a kid together. Like, we know yeah. this. This right. So it's kind of like. You know, it doesn't seem that absurd that you could be like, oh, yeah, we just wanted to have a night to ourselves tonight. Like, yeah, like that's not that's not ridiculous for parents to do.
0: Yeah. OK, so we finally got to see Kobe's underwear model picture or at least okay, a picture yeah. of him in his underwear, I guess.
1: Yeah, a selfie of something. Okay, but that is true. And where he did say she gained a lot of weight, he also has gained a lot of weight.
0: Oh, yeah, he has. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. He had like a six pack going on before like that. At least it was in his picture. Quite honestly, even his face looked very different to me. I was like, are you sure that's the same guy?
1: Yeah, it did. It really did. I mean, because but, you know, some people just carry weight in their face. Like I have definitely known people who as soon as they gain any kind of weight, it's just like. All in their all in their cheeks, like everything mm. just pops up. So mm. uh, maybe he seems kind of like that because he seemed a little thinner. And maybe it's because it was filmed later. I don't know. In the interviews, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, when he was when he was doing those. He seemed a little bit thinner. But I don't know. It just seems like I don't know. We'll, yep. we'll see how. But this we goes. finally
0: got to see the picture. So yes, uh, we did see. It's a little bit more believable him being an underwear model now. Okay. Yeah, but.
1: Yeah, but you're right. The picture they showed us was not like an underwear model ad or something like that. It it was just like it was just
0: someone who took a picture on their cell phone. Yeah,
1: I was thinking he took it himself. Was it was like a sexting picture? Like, okay, okay, here's one I can use. Here's one you can see. (laughs) goodness! All right. Which brings us to Jabri and Miona. So now that Miona is in South Dakota, Jabri has some parking lot antics planned. So he sits around the tailgate of a truck and brings her out her presents. Pink cowboy boots and a hat. Uh, He says he went overboard because he's extra and has to prove that to everyone, including right now, which involves hoedown dancing and screaming in the parking lot. So she appreciates the thought, but would rather they just be somewhere else. So Jabri knows this and is psyching himself up to be a responsible adult with a savings account so they can move somewhere nicer. So on the drive into town, Miona says that it looks nice for a countryside. And when they get into town, she says it's super American because... It's just a bunch of low buildings with a ton of cars parked out in front of them and nobody walking <laughs> anywhere. So, Miona says she's worried to meet Jabri's mom because she's heard about how judgy she can be and that Mahala's opinion will be important to Jabri. So, on the drive, the same com- – the, um, like uh, they keep circling around to this conversation about le- when they're leaving South Dakota. Miona says, you know, he, he mentioned something about an ice rink in the wintertime and she's like, oh, I don't know. Why are you telling me that? We're not going to be here for that. <laughs> But Jabri thinks they're going to be there for a few years. So at some point as they're driving along, she says like, is that the whole city? He's like, yeah. So then comes the much-anticipated first dinner with the parents. So Jabri is hoping that his mom rolls out the red carpet instead of the therapist chair. So on first impression, both Brian and Mahala like her because she's sweet and outgoing. At dinner, Brian's a little surprised that they have lasagna in Serbia. He's like, you eat lasagna? Really? Huh? (laughs) So – She talks about how things in America are, uh, you know, different maybe, especially the vast areas of farmland she flew over in between Chicago and here. So Mahala asks how Miona is prepared for the South Dakota winter. And then they talk about but don't really talk about how they're moving to L.A. at some point, which brings Mahala, you know, the concerns that a therapist has about their lack of communication, which is to be fair. It was very upfront. They were very, very notably not communicating with each other about this (laughs) topic. So then Mahala jumps into the conversation about the expectations they have for living in the house. So they expect them to take care of one to two meals per week. And Miona's like, all right, sure, it might taste gross, but we'll do that. But Jabri is all just like, uh, uh, we'll try, I guess. Uh. <laughs> so then they talk about how Miona can't work. Um, but she says, you know, she can work on her career makeup, which Brian is confused. It's like, do you make makeup or do you? Put it on people's faces? That's actually like, a good
0: question. I never is. even thought about that until after you said that. I was like, oh, I guess I just assumed, like, doing makeup.
1: Right. But then she jumps in and kind of says she wants to do both. Right. Okay. She was like, she wants to, you know, do people's faces and end up with a makeup line, which is literally both. So, well, which, again, we, we said last time she wants to be a Kardashian. Yeah. Like, I want to have a makeup line and run businesses. Like, okay. Yeah.
0: Clothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So while this is going on, Jabri is visibly frustrated from all these questions. And, you know, it's just upset that they were like worrying questions and not encouraging questions. So this all might be more difficult than Jabri had anticipated. And Miona is already after one dinner ready for them to get their own place. You uh, mm-hmm. better be saving up for this because it's going to happen whether you want it or not. All right. So I'll start at the end there because I didn't know. What would an encouraging question be? Like, what would that sound like? to him? I
0: think to him something that would be encouraging would be something that doesn't have to do with money, your future. You know, maybe like, oh, are you guys excited to get married? Have you made any, like, fun plans? Where do you like to travel? What's your favorite food? You know, like things that aren't, you know, like because what she's trying to do is she's trying to figure out their financials. She's trying to get an idea of their life plan. Right, Right. And so I think any questions that don't point towards a life plan, Jabri would have certainly welcomed that as a change of pace, just keeping it lighthearted.
1: Yeah, and I could give you that for, like, the first meal, but... Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have somebody living at me, living with an adult son, my adult, you know, son and his fiance living with me for very long before I'd be like, so your plan for moving out is what? So
0: when (laughs) are you moving out? Yes. What kind of jobs are you going to have to move out? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That's going to come up very quickly. Um, Yeah. And that's where Brian was getting at. Right. Which also I think that's a little disingenuous, too, because I feel like when you meet somebody like what do you do for a living is – Or what do you plan to do for a living if you don't have a job is a pretty standard like conversation piece, right?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: But yeah. Especially
0: like, I don't know, maybe she could have gotten a hint of it without kind of seeming like what he thinks, you know, it's like about the future. She's like, oh, what were you doing back in Serbia? What kind of things did you do? You know, then it would be more like, oh, we're just getting to know her.
1: Right. Right. It does. It does sound more like that. But I guess, yeah. What are you going to do in my house all day while I'm working is definitely a question that would be at the front of my mind.
0: Right. No. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm
1: sure. (laughs) I don't know. It's just we get back to that teenager debris. Yes. Just. Oh, and it's so annoying and so frustrating. She even like calls him out. I'm sorry. Are you making an evil eye at me already? Yeah. But part of it is is because that because she still treats him like a teenager, right? She doesn't treat him like somebody who can possibly make his own decisions and like do that. She's always like, well, we let's let's come up with a plan together, Jabri. Let's feel like this. Well, have you done this? Like you know,
0: yeah, because I think he does. Act like a teenager too. That's why she, you know, talks to him like that.
1: So I guess it's a chicken or an egg thing, right? Yeah, Which one yeah. does she treat him like a teenager because he acts like one, or the other way around? I
0: don't know. She's uh, she's a therapist. I feel like she's tried some psychological mind tricks on him already.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure she has. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and but and like I said though, she nailed the therapy thing when she was like, "Yeah, communication is a big deal, and these people suck at it." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Because they do,
1: because they keep kind of circling around and her being like, We need to move to LA and he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the conversation just kinda ends. It doesn't have like any kind of thing. They just go like well, okay,
0: yeah. Yeah. It very much is starting to remind me of Yara and Jovi. You know, Yara did not want to live there. And like, thankfully, she wasn't living with anyone's parents, but she didn't want to live where they were living. Actually, right. we have. It also reminds me of uh, Brandon and.
1: Oh, that's more like Brandon and Julia. Julia, Yeah.
0: yeah. She wanted yeah. to get the hell out of there to the city.
1: Yeah. She didn't want to live on farm. Live on like, farm.
0: Well, I need to save money.
1: Well, yeah, so okay, we had, we actually farm. had a lot because they also had Mike and Natalie because she didn't want to live in wood. I live in wood.
0: Yeah, but there was no he there were no plans of him moving, right? No,
1: that was like this is what There's I'm no forever.
0: way he would have moved out. It all. wasn't
1: like yeah, but I I the brand I, I think Brandon and Julia is the most one because it was like the expectation was yes, we're going to stay here temporarily until and it was like, Okay, well how long is temporarily? Yeah. And the the answer is always like Yeah. As soon until as we get
0: our ninety-day fiance checks.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah, right.
0: Then we can move out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a feeling we're gonna be seeing mom and dad like this entire season.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I just Jabri bothers me, especially the part at the beginning. He's just such a tryhard, mm-hmm. like, and it's like it just everything he does with his wacky persona just seems like he's trying so hard, and he's putting it on so thick. With like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yell. Should I yell? Ooh, yeah. Let's yell. Uh, like, let's go. Like, it's just like, oh, it's, it just seems fake.
0: Yeah, it's a very typical, like, entertainer personality.
1: Yes. you know
0: It fits what he does. None right. of that surprises me.
1: Oh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It just is annoying for me to watch. He mm-hmm. just doesn't seem like a genuine person. Like, what right. are you genuinely like? Because I see the act that you're putting on all the time, but what are you genuinely like?
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, we have everyone and we still are waiting on one couple we know of at least, right?
1: Yeah, the meathead guy. Yeah. At least that's what it comes across. He comes across as looking like Well, there's in the a couple of
0: them this season, but yes,
1: <laughs> one of many. Yeah. All right. So
0: out of the group that we saw this week, uh, who was your student of the week?
1: Uh, I went with Eve because okay. we've seen a bunch. We've seen almost everybody at this point welcome their their partner to the States. And she is the only one that did a good job. Like, yeah. So good for um,
0: her. I actually went with Mohammed, and part of that was... Even though he was upset about the bidet, he was like, oh, OK, well, I'm just going to let it go because it's our first night here. And, you know, we'll have a conversation about it later. But, you know, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. I was like, yeah, because how many people have not thrown a tantrum and just been like,
1: oh, you true. said you'd
0: have this for me.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, he I does just seems yeah. sweet
0: because I have a feeling I have a feeling he's going to quickly.
1: I think he's going to turn fast. Ranks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, how about your dents, uh, Binium. I did like, too. Like,
1: come tell on, your freaking man.
0: family. Come on, tell
1: everybody. And then, like, it, it was a double whammy. It was that, like, tell not telling the family and then letting them just yes. scream blame at her. her, blame yep. her the entire yeah. time, just like, and not mm-hmm. defending
0: her at all. Yeah, and you know it was your fault.
1: Right. Right. That's yeah, just that's just terrible. Yeah.
0: She said that he was an avoider of conflict, and it's just like, yeah, but this is annoyingly so.
1: Yeah. Well, this is just get it's a cut. Co- it's a way to, to – it's guaranteed to generate more conflict than exactly. it would have otherwise. Yes. That's
0: exactly what I was going to say. It's like, okay, so you've avoided this conflict just to now compound the situation. hmm Makes no sense. Nope. All right. How about your life lesson?
1: All right. So you should not when you're talking about a relationship or probably more like thinking about a relationship because that's what you do when you're talking about it. You're telling people about your relationship. It's a bad sign if you're foregrounding – What is you want to extract from your partner? Right. So that was where I I, three things there was like, you know, Emily wanted to talk about money like I was the first thing. Well, what about the money he's going to give me? Mm -hmm. Bilal wants this gratefulness from Shida. Right. And all he talks about in the relationship is what she's going to give to him, what she owes him. Right. And that's to say, Emily focused on what what Kobe kind of owes her, and Muhammad was the same. I thought he was a little bit the same way with talking mm-hmm. about out the taking care of me. That's what. What do you think about this relationship? Well, I want somebody who's going to take care of me, and yeah. it's already just foregrounding whatever you want is just a bad sign for a relationship.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, So my life lesson was aimed at uh, Jabri and I guess Miona in a way, even though I blame Jabri a little bit more. um, When you're a guest in someone's home and they're opening their house to you, you should offer to do chores instead of waiting to be told what it is that you're responsible for. I think it would have really got on Jabri's parents' good side if Miona kind of was like jumping up, Try to help out. They might not have been assigned specific chores if, you know, they saw that they're just going to be helpful.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Because you're right. They didn't even like offer like they kind of just sat around at dinner and waited for Brian to be like, I guess we'll do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh,
0: right. You, you know. all relax.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Good point.
0: All right. So, uh, oh, you know what I realized? We didn't see Kara and Guillermo either this week.
1: Oh, that's right. We didn't see. That was, that was the only ones we didn't see. Yes. 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 Cara so we have them
0: and we have potentially one other uh,
1: couple. Oh, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So uh, we will be back because we're just, this season is just getting started. So we'll be back next that's week. That's right. It's
1: only episode three. So we Yeah.
0: And I was going to say most of them are like on day one or day two. So.
1: Right sometimes yeah. it's a big skip, but I, yeah because forget about this when you forget about how much because you have all the different ones how this one's generally like the formulaic one, right this is where we're yeah. gonna have there's gonna be the dress shopping at some point yeah. and there's gonna be the thing and there's gonna be the wedding oh, that at the end your
0: favorite episode I know yeah. oh
1: yeah but like there's always like certain steps along the way that they yes. have to like hit right. as opposed to the other ones where it's like oh know, maybe they'll end up together maybe they won't whatever yeah
0: yeah maybe their family will hate them maybe they won't who knows. Yeah, right. Alright, so we will be back next week, same time.
1: Yep. Alright, see everybody then. Alright. Okay. Bye. Bye.